Morning everybody, if this is your first time rolling with us, my name is Yanni Bormeister and uh, joining me in a moment is my brother Rad Bormeister. Usually we do have Richard behind the mixer, but he's on vacation at the moment and uh, we're running the show all alone. So I do apologize if there's any delays or technical glitches. <laughs> we are uh, many, many roles at the moment. Today we're having a great discussion uh, about the role of a good coach, the critical role of a good coach, and really what a, uh, I guess what to look out for with uh, what we would call average or mediocre coaches or personal trainers. And uh, we gave you some hints yesterday. Uh, we're, we're off the back of this series on athletic performance. We're gonna be bringing this in for a landing tomorrow. And uh, it's, it's really quite an important topic because there are a lot of people that are getting uh, entertained uh, instead of trained and we're going to go deeper into that today before we do i would like to give a big warm welcome to everyone on the podcast uh, and a big shout out to everyone watching the replay on youtube there is a little bit of a delay in when these go up on youtube but they do get up there uh, if you don't mind and you want to support the channel smash that like button and uh, let us know what you think about today's <coughs> discussion and also answer the question of the day we want to know if you are working with a good coach right now and if you are getting results with that coach and why maybe share your insights are you working with a coach if so do you like them and are you getting results what results are you getting uh chuck that down in the comments section massive massive welcome to everybody joining us live in the movement mastermind facebook group I can see Lee Clements has commented there. Good morning, Lee. Uh, anyone else who's on the stream, let us know who you are, where you're tuning in from, and answer the question of the day. Are you getting coached by anyone? Are they good? What results are you getting? We will, morning, Christy. Uh, Rad, how are you today? I'm good. Yeah, really good. Yep, I'm feeling charged today. I've been seriously behind the uh, the eight ball this week. In all honesty, teaching all of um, Rich's classes, it's long days for me. It's about a uh, 15 hour day, getting in at 5 um, a.m. and leaving at, oh no, 14 and a half hours, leaving at about 7.30. Uh, but I had a good sleep last night and I'm feeling a lot better today. So that's really good because uh, it's been a big week and we've got a lot going on. Um, but yeah, always excited to do these shows. Yep, energetic, full of beans. That's right. Full of beans. Uh, okay, just typing the question of the day up there for everyone to see. So we're going we're gonna to start off by framing this with exactly what we want to say today, which is that a good coach, the role of a good coach, uh, whether you call them a strength coach or a personal trainer, is to increase load capacity, increase strength, and increase flexibility. And if you're uh, striving for, uh, like if you need body composition, uh, uh, reduction in fat is also a great goal or a great result. Uh, so we're essentially increasing lean mass, increasing muscle mass, increasing strength, increasing flexibility, and increasing load capacity. Of course, what I mean by load capacity is your body's resilience, your ability to withstand a little bit of punishment and not get injured. Uh, and that can be in any sort of um, uh, exposure to load that can be running. You know, like lately I've been walking every morning because my load capacity for running was not sufficient and when i went for a run i was just unable to move around properly for a few days afterwards because it was just too much for my body uh, um, uh, as fit as i am 
I hadn't run uh, for quite some time outdoors and uh, I'm building up to it. And so now after two weeks of doing that, uh, a minimum of four times, usually five or six times a week, I've started to walk run. Uh, today I did my fastest six kilometers, uh, about seven minutes. Um, my goal is to get it down to five minutes per kilometer. My average was seven minutes this morning and that's because I've started to do larger portions of the walk as a run. And uh, my body's feeling good, I'm feeling great, I'm doing it nice and slowly and progressively. That's what we mean by increasing load capacity. A good coach, a good trainer will walk you through that process. Most people fail to do so when they start to exercise again or for the first time and that's why we get injured. What do you think about that, Rad? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the only thing that I would disagree with and respectfully, but I know exactly where you're coming from, I just feel like I want to clarify this. I think a good coach <clears throat> uh, should achieve your goals, yeah. the goals, the goals that you set up for. Because not everybody is saying that they want to be like. I mean, you might say that you have a movement goal or something that is that is different, you know. And then yeah. and then a good coach's job is different. But I, I totally respect what you're saying, and I just want to clarify it because what we're doing is we're talking to the broader range of people here, and we're t and the broader range of people we we're trying to educate you guys to understand that until you achieve what we call structural balance in, in your body, then what you really should be aiming for is increased strength, increased lean muscle mass, increased flexibility, balance between strength, flexibility, fitness, structural balance, left to right, all that stuff. Um, and, and, you know, and a good physique, a, a, you know, a, a healthy body fat percentage so that you can then go on to your thing. So of course, yeah. you might, if you're listening to this and you're at a different level and you say, well, that's rubbish, you know, I'm, a good coach for me is to teach me how to do a press to handstand. Well, sure, you know, you're further along your journey than yeah. others but um, i'm yeah. glad i'm glad you said that because that's where sort of where i was getting at the foundation is what i said you know yeah. the foundation is what i said uh you, you you're building load capacity you're improving strength flexibility and body composition uh, and then on top of that once you've set that foundation it's about achieving your specific goals it might be to um, perform better at a sport to overcome an injury, uh, to, yeah, exactly, unlock a movement skill, that sort of thing. Uh, but in, in my opinion, it doesn't matter what your goal is, the trainer, the role of a trainer or a coach doesn't change a lot. It, they still should be improving your load capacity. Mm -hmm. They should be improving your body composition. They should be uh, um uh, increasing strength and flexibility, yeah. you know, increasing athletic performance. Yeah, yeah. you so should be, <clears throat> my, in my opinion, if you're working with a coach, if you're paying somebody in the health and fitness industry, then you, you know, if we're really clear and really honest, you're paying them because you don't know enough yourself and you yeah. can't get there yourself. Like be really, be really honest with yourself and be really clear. I pay a coach. I've got a coach that I work with who's far better than me and who can teach me things that I haven't learned yet. Um, and I find that one of the most valuable experiences you can do. So you've got to be really clear. You're paying somebody because you don't know what they know. Yep. And so if that's the case, then that person should be producing a result for you that you can't produce yourself. Yep. And the first thing you've got to ask is, am I doing the work that they tell me to do? And, and, and if you're not doing the work that they tell you to do, well, shame on you because yep. you're just wasting your money and what are you doing, really? Yep. Um, definitely don't be one of these people that thinks that paying a coach is the magic pill and that's just going to fix all your problems. You've got to do what they tell you to do. Yeah. But if they're giving you a plan and you're following it and you're not achieving uh, pr objective progress towards your goals, then, you then your coach isn't doing their job properly. Yeah. And 
Some, sometimes it can be, a, it's not a direct path. Like for example, if someone comes to us and says, I want to learn how to do a handstand, often for six months, they won't be doing anything that resembles a handstand because you know we look at them and their shoulder, they don't have enough shoulder flexibility. Their wrists aren't strong enough. They don't yeah. have, um, they can't activate their core properly or whatever. But the, but the movements that you do, the exercises that you do, you should be seeing progress in whatever it is that you're doing with an understanding of how does this, how does what you're doing fit into the bigger picture to get you to where you are, yep. you know? And that's something that your coach should be able to explain to you. So one of the things that I've been told by new members here, one of the things that I absolutely love about Unity Gym is that everything that we do here has a reason and they can ask us and we can tell them. And I, I remember saying to one of our members, Nina, recently, she's been here for about two months and I said, what do you love about this? And she said, everything here has a reason and I ask you these questions and you give me a really good answer as to why we're doing it. I said, oh, oh that's cool, but how is that different to what you've done before? And she said, well, I've worked with trainers before and I asked them, why am I doing this? And they couldn't answer me. They said, oh, it's, you know, it's just good for you for this. And I just walked away from the session going, well, that doesn't make sense. And she said, here, when I say to you, why do I do this? You tell me exactly why I'm doing it and how it fits in. And that's what a good coach should be able to do. Yeah. And if they can't, Fucking hell, hire yeah. someone else. <laughs> the last thing I didn't mention is that a good coach or trainer will also help with motivation. They'll help to pull yeah. the, your <clears throat> best effort out of you every time you train. And yeah. that's when you, I think you go from a good coach to a great coach. Yeah. A great coach can, can can understand where you're at in your journey and can pull the best out of you every yeah. time you turn up to the gym. And also know when to tone it down when it's just not the right time. Mm. When if you if you not, you know, one of the first things that I used to do when I coach, and I don't coach anymore, I, I've, I coached uh, people for 16 or 17 years, and um, I'm more in, 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 into running the business operations now. I'm the, 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 the CEO, you'd, call, you'd say, really. Uh, the, the first thing I ever did when, when I walked in and my, and my client um, uh, presented at the gym would be to do a quick survey of their last sort of 12 hours since I'd seen them before or 24 hours since I'd seen them. How did you get on yesterday? How much did you eat? What did you eat? How much fluid have you consumed? How much sleep have you had? What's your recovery or quality of sleep been like? And how are you feeling today? And, and from that five or six questions, which would be asked and answered within the space of a minute, uh, I would be able to completely figure out what numbers we would be shooting for and what the expectations would be set for that session. Uh, because most of the most of the people, I was very blessed for the last um, probably um, decade of my coaching life where I was training very affluent uh, business CEOs and, 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 and managing directors and uh, uh, of, of companies and uh, and these people needed most of the time if they were training with me in the morning or at lunchtime they needed to be able to perform for the rest of the day at an extremely high level and there was no value in me punishing them into the ground and uh, and sending them off to a really really important shareholders meeting wiped out you know yeah of course um, and that's you know that's what a really really great coach will do I've also trained a lot of actors to get in shape for specific roles for film and television and uh, and yeah, you, you know, um, you have to treat everyone a little bit differently, you know, but um, it still stands to, you know, you know, there's this, there's this line that you draw in the sand, which is that sometimes that motivation concept is blurred into, I need to entertain this person so they keep coming back and giving me money. And that entertainment factor then 
stuffs with all of the strength, like the proper science behind how to coach someone and how to train someone to get a result. Because all of a sudden you throw it all out the window to do something different and something fancy and something fad-like every every session or every few weeks in an attempt to blatantly entertain this person. And that usually happens when you are not confident on the results you get. You're not upfront with the expectations of what your program should do or should achieve. And um, yeah, I think it comes from a, a place of um, fear and and uh, uncertainty. Yep. You know? Well, I, I remember being a really new personal trainer and I remember I remember the feeling that was the, when I was really honest with myself where at certain times I felt that I was just, I didn't know how to do what the person wanted me to do. I just didn't understand it. And I was doing those training to entertain people type workouts because, you know, your income relies on it. You need clients. And so there's a part of me that, you know, what I'm about to say, I, I feel for the personal trainers out there that if you're honest with yourself, this is you because there's a lot of them that, you know, if you're a new personal trainer, it's. It's unlikely that, you, that this isn't you. Um, but it's your job as a personal trainer or a coach that if you are in this industry and if you decided that you're going to do it, you better work bloody hard to level up. Yeah. And you better become a good coach because people are going to see through you real quick. And I remember that happened to me. People, you know, Clients started to see through me after three to six months. Yeah. And, um, you know, I would say that, you know, when you're... So now if we move to the, to the client uh, or member um, perspective... When you look for a good coach, look for somebody that can do what you can do, not just that can say that they can do it, or that can show you real evidence that they've produced the results that you want in other clients. And, um, you know, I, I do believe that if you can't do something yourself or you can't show that you've produced those results in multiple other clients, then you're not, you're not qualified to be talking on the matter and you're not qualified to be teaching it. So... You know, you, you, you want to make sure that you're working with somebody that fits into one of those categories, you know, that can demonstrate that they've achieved, you know, X, Y or Z with the, that you want to achieve um, or that they can do it themselves. You know? yeah. And then it goes even deeper, though, because there are coaches out there that are even better than you or I are at some of the things that we teach, but they teach it far worse. Yeah. And that that is on the other end of the perspective where sometimes people are so disconnected from what it feels like to, being, uh, to be a beginner. Like for example, it's a lot, a lot of the time with gymnasts, where gymnasts or people that are really flexible, they got flexible or got their skill when they were children. And when, when, when you're a kid, um, there's a lot of things that are going on. One of them is you, you're not really aware of the program that you're doing. You're not aware of how your coach is periodizing and, and is training you. You just turn up and do the work. So you're not really thinking about what is this process that I'm going yeah. through. And all of a sudden, before you know it, you're 15 and you're this, you know, unbelievable gymnast or you're super flexible. And then several years go by where you do whatever and then you decide one day, oh, I'm going to teach gymnastics. And you, you, there's no real understanding of how you got to where you were. And we see this a lot where people talk about how they've, they trained with a gymnast or I've seen it myself where the, the coaching is really do this. And you say, well, I can't do that. And they say, well, try harder. Yeah. And that's the answer. And that's just ridiculous. That's yeah. not how coaching works. You know, a good coach should be able to identify, okay, you can't do this, so this is how we're going to regress it. Um, and, I, and that's um, one of the beauties of the UMS is that we've spent years and years understanding progressions and regressions for each movement and why you would do it. And I remember, again, I can still remember 
being a juvenile trainer and I remember und- I remember knowing that there was, um, you know, you could do a flat dumbbell chest press and an incline dumbbell chest press and you could do a neutral grip and a pronated grip and you could do a flat barbell bench press or an incline barbell bench press or a decline bench press and, and, and you could do dips and you could do... Pr- and, I, and I knew all of these exercises, but I had no idea how or why you would put any one before the other one. No mm-hmm. idea. And it took a lot of courses, a lot of questioning a lot of going to these five-day workshops with Tony Bataji and Charles Poliquin and um, you know Ben Pakulski and people like that to to start to go oh, right that's why you do that one first and that's yeah. why you would program that one when this person has this issue and that I mean that took the better part of a decade to yeah. get that kind of knowledge you know so <clears throat> yeah look um, these are the kinds of things that you want to be aware of when, you, when you're the person that's because look again <laughs> I feel sorry for personal trainers that are that are only in their first year or two that are listening to this and feeling threatened by it. But you know, follow our stuff, learn from us. You can, there's a lot of stuff on our YouTube channel that you can well, learn from. But if you if you go, just let me finish. But for the client, for the member, if you're paying money, you know, you're voting with your dollar. You know, vote for the best result that you can get. Pay the right person. Pay the person that can actually deliver a result, not yeah. just that's going to entertain you and and baffle you with. Yeah. And, 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 stuff, and you know. if you're a personal trainer, then get mentored by someone. Yeah, you know that's what I did, and uh, and you, you, you don't know what you don't know, and you can't fake it um, until you make it. It's just bullshit, you know. So you've got to align yourself with a good mentor, and if that means that you have to forfeit some of the revenue that you bring in because that person is spending time with you and mentoring you and helping you with your programming and things like that, then who cares? Do it. Work with someone, you know. Well, this uh, is- it, 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 it will any it, what you spend on your education will come back tenfold. And I remember um, Aaron McKenzie told me that the first time. You know, he was like, I was, I was when I was very green and new to the industry, and you know, I had, I, I was lucky that I had a lot of experience in boxing. And so when I first started out, all I did with my clients was box. You know, like that because that yeah, was what I, I that used. To. That's I, what I was I, used to. I did kung fu, and I'm, I, I was able to make a bit of money by doing that because they could see, okay, this guy knows how to box, and yeah. I actually taught people how to box. I didn't just hold pads and, mm. you know, um, uh, get people sweat up. I taught them skills, and then I attracted a few enough clients that were like, yeah, I need, I need to lose weight, and I'd like to do it through boxing, yeah. and so I got, a, I got a few clients doing that, and so I wasn't pretending to be great at strength coaching, weightlifting methodology, things like that, things that I did not know much about. I'd done a lot of weightlifting, but arguably done more damage than good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so then I, when, when I had clients that were like, look, I'd like to do, you know, put on a bit of muscle or, or, or get a bit stronger, and they'd been with me for a while, and then I felt the urge to go and learn about weightlifting methodology, I sought out Charles Poliquin. I sought out Paul Check. I, I was like, okay, I'm going to go and learn from people that know a lot more about it than me and, and then uh, eventually found Tony Bataji and then spent a lot of time with him doing every one of his courses and every one of his workshops <coughs> and every one of his internships, you know, and uh, and then d- just kept going with more and more and more people and then fe- got introduced to Ben Pakulski and, and um, uh, Ian King and, 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 and lots of different co- great strength coaches, you know, and uh, and eventually physiotherapists and things like that. And it's, it, it's just the... It's just what you have to um, have to do, you know. You just have to commit. If that's if this is the career you want to do, um, then go all in. 
go mm. for it. And uh, and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to invest a bit of money. Don't be afraid to invest a bit of time because that's how you'll become great. Yeah, and you know, even if you forget about being a personal trainer, if we if we talk to you know people that are listening to this that aren't personal trainers that are looking to level up their strength, flexibility, and skill. I don't know how we got this conversation onto talking to personal. Well, trainers. because we're, t- <laughs> we're talking about good coaches, right? Yeah. So, right. Um, any like a lot of people are really you know they want to get great results, but they don't want to pay for coaching. And I've been doing this for a long time, not not just as a coach, but as somebody that wants the results. And I can tell you right now, you will never get even close to where you will working with a good coach by trying to do it on yourself and just watch YouTube videos. You yeah. never will. And if you think like we do a really really good job of giving away our best stuff for free on YouTube. So we we really give away a lot of really great information. But the secret is not in the, here's how you do this exercise. Here's how, it's how the whole thing comes together. Yeah. And you can't get that from watching YouTube videos. You, you're just not going to. You can't get it from watching your friends and then putting it together and thinking that you can do it you know it's this old saying right if i can see farther than other men it's because i stand on the shoulders of giants yeah so you when you finally make that decision that i'm going to invest in a coach you watch how how much quicker you get better at what it is that you want to get good at yeah um and the bet it's funny that the people that are the best are the ones that invest the the, he- the heaviest in coaches yeah it's the people that are that have so much room to grow that are too, that's, you know, they don't want to invest in a coach. Yeah. Uh, and it's because the people that are the best, they've used coaches to get there and they understand the value of it. Yeah, um, so yeah. yeah. I've, I've had a coach for, for the large majority of my life, whether it was my boxing coach as a, as a teenager or adolescent, uh, uh, the karate coaches and kickboxing coaches. And then in my later life, in my 30s and now 40s, business coaches and mentors yeah. and fi- yeah. finance coaches and mentors, you know. Um, yep. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely something that you, you, that, you, that, that you should be considering. Definitely something you should be considering. All right, team. Well, thanks for listening and uh, thanks for tuning in. Tune in again tomorrow for our wrap-up of the week. Yeah, tomorrow we're going to actually reveal how we get uh, and keep the UMS online coaching program so super simple to get optimal results. Remember, if you have just joined uh, the UMS online coaching, welcome, congratulations. You have just made an incredible decision for your health. Uh, Tomorrow we have our first group coaching call straight after Mm. this um, uh, podcast recording. Uh, We usually kick off around uh, 9.20 uh in the morning so yeah that's going to be very exciting it might take a couple more minutes tomorrow to get organized because richie's not here and rad's uh playing around with the mixing deck if i could turn the camera around and have a look at the amount of tech that sits behind this camera you'll you'd be um overwhelmed (laughs) and so uh yeah bear with us we'll see you all tomorrow tribe Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, that's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.